Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Well, come back to the Become Fire podcast. So good to have you with us. So good to be with all of you. July. Or maybe it's not July. I don't know when you're listening to this. This beautiful day. This beautiful day. <laughs> well, if that wasn't a time warp, I don't know what was. Uh, they could be listening to this at any point in their life. Yes, yes. Could be December when you listen to this. Now, the weird thing would be if they were listening to it before it came out. Yeah, that would be freaky. Super trippy. Yes. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope. I hope that never happens. Me too. Me yeah. too. I'd be um, scared. And if you do figure out how to do that, don't ruin it for other people. Yeah, don't do that. So we're going to prohibit you time travelers from telling other people about our podcast before. Don't do it, time travelers. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, we hope that you're having a good day, regardless of the day or the hour or the time. Yeah. And Father Peter Teresa is, he's making making hand motions at me, (laughs) folks, and I don't know what's going on right now. Oh, I just thought we should introduce ourselves. Well, I was getting there. Okay, I'm sorry. Did you think that I would forget that? <laughs> no, I just... I'll let you run the podcast. I think I'm you're sorry. just excited to be introduced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always excited to be introduced. That it's being like, said... It's like, it's like you know, it's like before a sporting event. You, your name gets called, you run out. Like, Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. You know, like Michael Jordan with the Bulls in the 90s. We need some theme music playing, like dim the lights. Now standing five foot ten, holding a Whoa. cup of... Five foot eleven. Sorry. Thank you very much. Five foot eleven, yeah. holding a Almost cup like of five hot coffee. coffee. Father, Father Peter, Peter Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> Number... Number uh, number number thirty-two. That was 32. my number. Okay, yeah, that's cool. my number. And I'm Brother Elijah. You are Brother Elijah. <clears throat> I am the one and the only. And thank God, our wonderful host. And I'll let you host. I'm sorry I jumped in there. That no, was... it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate that you felt comfortable enough to try and host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you appreciated that. <laughs> I'll let uh, you do your job, and I'll just you know. Hey, we, you know what? It's. It's not. It's not my podcast. You know. It's 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 our podcast. Yeah, but we have <clears throat> we have rules, roles rather, um, and we got to stay in those roles. You know. Yeah. Stay in our lanes. I like that. Yeah. So we'll stay in our lanes. I've swerved over in yours for a second. Now I'm okay. back. It's all right, Father. <clears throat> so we're going to be talking today about the uh, the most precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Because it is the month of July, even if you're not listening to this in the month of July. <laughs> we are talking about it and recording it in the month of July. Yes. And this will be aired in the month of July. That's right. Yeah. And the month of July is dedicated to the most precious blood of Jesus. Yes, it is. Just as June was to the sacred heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. What is August? The Immaculate Heart of Mary. That's good to see. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you're here, Father. That's, oh. That's your role. Yes, I don't remember things like that. <laughs> and I love her. I know. So I was just thinking to myself, I was like, you remember this, Mom. You remember that. I remembered yeah, your mom and you forgot it. It's, it's Trying to get I, some brownie points I was the, the I was here. the son that never oh, – I shouldn't even say this. My mom's going to like <laughs> yeah, feel so vindicated. Uh, I never remembered people's birthdays yeah. or like – so it's – it's. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. Yeah, neither am I, but, but um, obviously better than you. You very much so. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> So, uh, so I figured, Father, you know, just yep. like there's, um, 
usually these devotions um, will start in the church among the faithful, mm-hmm. and then um, the church will um, usually speak about it, teach about it, and, and establish it as you know sound yeah. or unsound. And so mm-hmm. maybe if we can just start with a little bit of the history uh, about yeah. you know how how is it that the church decided that this would be a fitting. Uh, a fitting thing to to have in the church, the, the devotion to the precious blood. Yeah, it's a relatively late sort of uh, like formalized devotion, if you will. Uh, it doesn't really come around until the, the the formal devotion to it, having a mass and a month dedicated to it, not till uh, eighteen forty nine. Uh, but that's not to say that all of a sudden in the eighteen hundreds, Catholics were like, "Oh yeah, the precious blood." So this is. <laughs> Um, obviously something that we see in the scriptures uh, and in great reverence and devotion uh, towards the, the precious blood and, and people uh, receiving it at mass throughout all the ages and the centuries. But but in 1849, uh, Pius IX was exiled from Rome during one of the first Italian wars. Mm. And while he was in exile, he was with a the, the, the general of a religious order, uh, of the of the precious blood. Um, so obviously that there was obviously great devotion to it if there's a, a religious community um, devoted to the most precious blood. Mm-hmm. So he's with the superior general of this community and the superior general recommends to Pope Pius IX that he uh, establish this feast to bring an end to the war and that he can return back to Rome. And so then on June 30th in 1849, uh, Pius the Ninth made a statement that he intended to create this feast in honor of the precious blood. Uh, and then soon after that, the war ended, he was able to go back to Rome. And then he said that the first Sunday of July would be a feast in honor of the most precious blood. Uh, and then it was Pius the Tenth uh, later who then fixed it to July 1st. So July 1st was the feast of the most precious blood of Jesus. And then when the calendar was changed in the 1960s, uh, the liturgical calendar was changed in the 1960s, this feast of the precious blood was removed from the calendar, uh, regrettably, if I may say so, uh, in all respect. And But there was a vote of mass created to the precious blood. And so a vote of mass is a mass in honor of some mystery of our faith or some persons of our faith. So we have a vote of masses to the Sacred Heart, to the Holy Angels, to Joseph, to Our Lady, to Peter and Paul, things like that. So there's a vote of mass in honor of the precious blood that a priest can say uh, most any day of the year, so long as there's not like a major feast that would that would be taking its place. Um, so that's sort of the the historical sort of how how this came to be as as the month dedicated to uh, the most precious blood of mm. Jesus. I love how, you know, if you look at the history of a lot of these devotions, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's typically something happening um, in the church, in the world, that we just need mm-hmm. help, we need grace, yeah. you know, people are falling away, whatever it may be. Yeah. And when you look at these devotions, it really just shows forth the mercy and the love of God, yeah. you know, that he's yeah. giving us something else as if we don't have enough already, enough yeah. already yeah. but he's giving us something else yeah. um, to help us, to aid us to, and usually with some type of promise, you know, that if you have devotion to, you know, my precious blood or my mm-hmm. sacred heart, I will do these things for you. And it's basically yeah. just like him intervening yeah. 
because we're always in need of more help. <laughs> it is it is so interesting. Like maybe interesting is not the right word. It's so beautiful, rather, that all of these different aspects of our faith that you can just keep drilling down into them. Hmm. Um, and they're so deep. So we have the Blessed Virgin Mary, and you could spend your whole life just delving into the mystery of her uh, and her sorrows and her immaculate heart and the rosary and, and, and all that comes with it. And then and then the sacred heart of Jesus, you could spend you know your whole life just delving into that mystery. And then, and then just something as, uh, dare I say, simple, um, but maybe something we're so like something that is so familiar to us as the as the blood of Jesus because um, you know we receive the blood of Jesus at every mass, um, but but there's just this the depth to every aspect to to God's revelation to us and His love for us and and the more we enter into that just the more we encounter just His great mystery and His great love and His great mercy as you were saying for us mm. <clears throat> yeah and again I think about. Um, you know, even something like the rosary that Our Lady came to Dominic when he was having trouble yeah. converting the Albigensians. Mm-hmm. You know, the Sacred Heart that our our Lord appeared to Saint uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque. Yeah. You know, well, even October's October is dedicated to Our Lady of the Rosary yeah. because of the Battle of Lepanto. Yeah, and there's this intervention where she appears and they pray the rosary. Yeah, um, <clears> there <throat> they they win this great naval battle. You know, mm. it's um, something similar like that for the Most Precious Blood where. Um, they were Italy's at war, and the Pope was exiled from Rome, and so they intervened through this particular mystery of our faith, and and peace was restored. And it works. And it works. <laughs> and it works. Our Lord is faithful. It works. I wonder too, you know, just like in the divine plan, hmm. because even like something like the Sacred Heart of Jesus, I think about someone like Saint Gertrude, mm-hmm. who had a type of devotion to the Heart of Jesus. Yes. But then it was kind of more fully revealed through Margaret Mary Alacoque. Yeah. But then I would say even more fully revealed through St. Faustina. Yes, right. So it's kind of like the Lord, you know, we can never kind of exhaust the mystery of what the Lord has planned yes. throughout, you know, the, the years and years mm-hmm. that, that you know, we've had uh, this the church. But it's as if the Lord knows the time and the way to, to reveal to us more fully yeah. something about himself. Yeah. Uh, and so it seems like this was just maybe the time when the Lord had to reveal mm-hmm. um, to to have this devotion to His blood, yeah. and even in our own day and age, where we see um, like Saint Joseph, really the, his the mystery of his person mm. is really seeming to come to the forefront of, of Catholics at this time. You know what I mean? And 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 it's not that Joseph wasn't there for 2000 years or not important or there wasn't devotion or prayers or veneration to him because there was but but we're just seeing that mystery sort of unfolding and, and deepening in our own day and age right now hmm. as well as you're talking about that i don't know maybe you'll remember something about this but i remember reading something about because jesus was circumcised mm-hmm. and that joseph would have been there and it would have yes. been really the first time that Jesus's blood would have been shed. Yes. Yeah. So there's this great honor bestowed upon Joseph. Um, I mean, like, like, like terrible and, and, and it's, and it's wonder and it's awe and it's majesty. I mean, like the fear of the Lord, Mm. um, that Joseph as, as the father, uh, the human father of, of Jesus, not, not biological, um, that he is the first one to shed the blood of the Savior mm. um, at his circumcision. Uh, and just that was the first time that the most precious blood was shed, and it was at the hands of of 
Joseph being faithful to the the rituals and and the covenant, uh, the old covenant. And so, yeah, there's a, there is a connection between Joseph and, and, and that's the thing about these devotions is that as you begin to drill down into them, then you begin just to touch all the other ones. Mm. Um, you touch Joseph, you touch our lady, you touch salvation. Um, you touch mercy, you touch Faustina, you touch the sacred heart. They're all, they're obviously all connected. Um, and so in penetrating into one, uh, we then get to see the, the amazingness and the dignity and the loftiness of the other ones. And so as we drill into the most precious blood of Jesus, then, then all of a sudden it sheds light on the dignity of Joseph, that he was the very first one hmm. to have that terrible honor of shedding the blood for the first time. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe one of the first to, to have that devotion. Probably Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. And just how I mean, any parent knows. I mean, how often a child, you know, I mean, I don't know. Would Jesus have skinned his knee? Would Jesus have tripped? You know what I mean? It's not like Jesus was a klutz, but like um, he lived a human life, and Mm. and his body would have been fatigued, and would he would he have had to have learned, you know, how to work in the wood shop, and would he have gotten splinters, and would his blood been shed, and like even in something as ordinary as that, and and that sanctifies just their home and their and their their place of work because because of the blood of Jesus is is being poured out all over it mm. Mm. that's crazy that's really crazy it's <laughs> really crazy yeah. wow you might just want to pause the podcast and just think about <laughs> that for a while that's yeah. pretty wild yeah. um yeah. so there's a I think there's a good bit here so we'll see there's no need to rush there's no need to rush so we'll see what we can get through and then maybe we'll do a part two maybe but, we'll do a part two yeah or this is a leisurely stroll yes yes of a podcast that's right that's what we're doing <clears throat> you know you just folks you just you're already you have a you've had a long day so yeah yeah we're here we don't just want to, to wind down <clears throat> grab a cup of coffee grab a glass of wine depending on what time of day it is yeah unless your boss is looking at you and yeah don't working, do that yeah then we don't yeah. want you to get in trouble but. no no for sure but um you know as we continue to talk about this i think it's always good uh just to go back to scripture yeah for sure um and maybe there's some people they're like, well, what you know, like, like when you think about blood, you know, you're just thinking about you know something that you know when you see blood outside of a body, typically not a good thing, right? right? <laughs> Cause for alarm. Yes, um, and so it's 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 kind of reflecting then again upon the fact that that our Lord um, would have lost a tremendous amount of blood during his whole passion, especially yes. during the scourging. Yes. Um, that when we think about this, this mystery of, of his blood, um, that there's maybe like a, well, why, why do we, you know, celebrate this? Why do we think about the blood mm-hmm. of Jesus? And I think that the scriptures, you know, they do a really good job of um, helping us to understand that. Um, <clears throat> and I think in particular, if you start back in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, in particular, in uh, in the in Genesis and in Le- Leviticus, when the Lord is speaking about um, when the people would offer sacrifice, right, um, and even when the people were to take part in that sacrifice by consuming, you know, part of the animal or even just eating the animal in general, um, that you were never to eat any of the meat with the blood in it; mm-hmm. that you had to drain the blood out of the meat. And the reason for it was that um, that the the blood is the life of the animal. Yes. Or in other words, it's the blood that holds the life of the creature. Right. And so when we think about this, um, and then kind of what we see in a lot of the liturgical uh, rituals in the Old Testament with 
um, again, with sacrifice, even with something like consecration to the priesthood Mm -hmm. or or to some office, there was often a sprinkling of blood or a dabbing of blood on the priest, on their ears, Mm -hmm. on their hands. Um, And that the blood, because it is the life of the animal, um, is being offered over to God. And it's, it's, it's actually like, now this blood is on me. It's like this animal is being offered on my behalf. Yes. Um, and so when we kind of get that understanding of what that means, it helps us to understand a lot more of like what was actually happening right. with the Lord. Right, right. Yeah, because we can't isolate the what happens on Holy Thursday and Good Friday uh, without the context of all of the covenants that had taken place before mm. that on Holy Thursday that that Jesus says that that this is the blood of the new covenant um, and that that there was the through the shedding of of blood of, of animals blood that that God had ratified his covenants with his people in the Old Testament and so all of those were were then obviously prefigurements for what God is then going to do and reveal through his son. Uh, and the new covenant that he's going to make with his people and the shedding of of Jesus's blood. Mm. And that, <clears throat> you know, I remember when I first kind of learned it, it made a lot more sense to me about when Jesus is talking about, you know, what you're saying, Father, especially like in the Gospel of John, like if you don't eat my flesh and drink my mm-hmm. blood, you have no life within yeah. you. And the very fact that the Old Testament, again, speaks of of the blood as the life, like the the life principle within the the thing, right? Right, right, right. And it's, well, if we are in sin, if we are dead, if if in our sins, in our souls, uh, we are dead apart from God, Hmm. it just makes sense that, you know, obviously through baptism is when we receive our initial justification, cleansing of sin, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us, but that we would receive life from God by by literally taking his blood and his flesh within us yeah. that that yeah. is our life yeah 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 no it's 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 so beautiful and how it's all connected and how the lord was laying all that groundwork um and and so then so then it, it sheds light on on why it had to be the way that it was why mm-hmm. the cross had to be um because this is how the lord was speaking and preparing his people yeah. For the fullness of the revelation. Yeah. And then um, I think also, you know, we, we know that, you know, John the Baptist says of Jesus that this is the Lamb of God. Right. He takes away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, obviously a lot of the <clears throat> the sin offerings and a different, the different sacrifices of the old covenant um, were offerings of animals. Yeah. But that um, in a particular way that, that the Lord in the go- in a, in the Gospel of Genesis in the Book of Genesis <laughs> <laughs> promises to Abraham yeah. that um, that you know he would provide you know or Abraham says that the Lord Himself will provide the ram right. for sacrifice mm-hmm. um, and then what happens is that you know the Lord is is the Lamb the mm-hmm. Lamb of God who comes to take away the yeah. sins of the world and that by the shedding of His blood that it's it's through His blood that you know. I was thinking about this podcast and I was like, well, I don't know if, do I have a devotion to the blood of Jesus? And, right. And I was like, well, yeah, because every morning yeah. um, and, and every time before I pray, I always pray that the, the, the blood of Jesus over myself, I ask right. that the Lord recover me as precious yeah. blood as a means of protection mm-hmm. for my prayer. Yes. And I often will pray that over people too. Right. Right. Um, and it's because, again, you know, just as in the Old Testament, 
the blood of the animal would cover the people. Mm -hmm. Um, And just as in Exodus, you know, the blood of the lamb covered the lintel and the doorpost so that the angel of death would pass over them. It's the blood of Jesus that that covers us so that when the Father looks upon us, he sees that we've been made righteous through Mm -hmm. through the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. So this this powerful um, devotion... um, that maybe you have too, and you didn't even realize it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it's kind of just so. Um, it really is very central. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I love the the reference you were just making there of of the Exodus story, and how God told them to mark their doorposts with the blood of the lamb, um, and then that was for them their their protection from the angel of death to to not come visit them and their families, and. And so then that's what exactly happens to us that, um, you know, we have that that prayer that we pray in the liturgy, the, the centurion's prayer, Lord, I'm not worthy to enter under my roof, that there's a way in which, you know, we, we talk about ourselves as, as a house, as a home, and we have, we have a roof. And, and so the, our souls are, are, are marked with that blood of the lamb, um, not just any lamb, but the lamb of God. Uh, Jesus Christ, the, the second person of the Trinity, the Word made flesh, who, who took on a human body, who had human blood coursing through his veins, and now it's, now it's divine, now it's precious, now it's holy, now it's sanctifying. Um, and then that anoints uh, our, the, our doorposts. Um, and I think maybe just, you know, I mean, unless you're like a doctor or something like that, you know, we don't, uh, we live in a really like anesthetized culture, things are clean, things are neat, you know, we don't. We're not really interacting with like just really earthy, gritty realities, you know. I mean, maybe if you have a garden, you know, you get your hands dirty a little bit. But a lot of like you can go through your life and just not really have to deal with like the matter and the stuff of the earth, even our own bodies and things like that. But there's just a way in which we just come in contact with our God who is so close to us um, and and is 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 took on a human flesh and then, and then sheds that blood and, 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 and not something for us to re- recoil from, but maybe just to, to regain a sense of, of, of just of what it even means for us to be human, to have blood running through our veins. And, and that all of a sudden then Jesus's blood is, is washing over us and, mm-hmm. and anointing our doorposts and just how, how beautiful and how sacred and just how close, just really, really just how close and gritty God is with us. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, again, like, why is this important? And it's, it's because it's the blood of Jesus that saves us, you know? Um, and it yeah. does a couple things. I think it reminds us again that, you know, obviously God didn't have a body mm-hmm. in the old Testament, um, and that he took on flesh in order to save us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a reminder to us that, well, if he has blood, then truly he was human. Yeah. Truly, he became man, yeah. and truly, he, you know, as, as uh, Saint Paul says, you know, we do not have uh, such a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Truly, he entered into our our impoverished yes. state. Yes. Um, truly, he bore our infirmities. Uh, truly, he he suffered and died for us, and the shedding of his blood, you know, is the proof of that. Mm-hmm. That truly, God became man, mm-hmm. uh, because if it was just, you know, and this is. This was a lot of the debate in the early church. You know, if it was just a, an angel or right. something like yeah. that, then, you know, like the fact that he bled was he for just us. just play acting yeah. at human, it, it being a human, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and rather, you know, rather brutally. Yeah. Rather brutally. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder also about, um, you know, we, we, we talked about the Old Testament sacrifices. We talked about a little bit about the Exodus. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this newness, you know, and I think St. Paul's really good at drawing this out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this newness in the New Testament now where, again, where it was just the blood of animals mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Um, and even, you know, Hebrews will say like the, the blood of bulls and goats cannot, you know, save really us, forgive for us from our sins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, well, like when we think about the blood of Jesus, like that's, it's kind of a little bit like, like, what is that? Why? Yeah. And, and we really do celebrate it mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's pointing to the fact that at last we have a savior you know, mm-hmm. even 2,000 years after, you know, our, our Lord was here and died for us. But it reminds us that it's so easy sometimes to forget this, that that God, again, became man and died for us. Yeah. We have a Savior. Yeah. There is hope for salvation, yeah. and it's in God. It's yeah. in Jesus. It's in his blood. Yeah, uh, I'm reminded of, I, I think it was a, a C.S. Lewis quote um, where... Where he says that the good news of the Savior was was good news because everyone knew there was something wrong and we needed a Savior, mm-hmm. um, and and he sa- he he does he does this thing where he says where where we we almost live in a situation now where you kind of have to preach the bad news first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we're broken, that we're lost, that we're sinful, that we're wretches, that, that we are in need of a savior mm. so that we can then hear the good news of, of Christ coming. And so, um, and I think sometimes we want to just wash over that fact, ignore that fact. And, and Jesus is my friend and, and, and everything's okay. And things are kind of hunky dory and, and kumbaya and whatever. I don't, I don't mean to be totally pejorative here, but, uh, but just to recognize that, that, that fundamentally, um, I am nothing. I mm. deserve nothing. Um, I have sinned mm. and I am, uh, I am a wretch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a wretch, you know, amazing grace. That, that, that song so beautifully puts it in that, uh, that I do need a savior, uh, that I can't atone for my sins by myself, um, that, that I needed, I needed the God man. Mm. I needed God to become man and, and die and shed his blood to atone for my sins. And, and the fact that he does that <clears throat> fills me with such humility, um, such gratitude, um, and I can just fall down and, and worship him. And he does it so generously and so freely that, that one drop of his precious blood would have saved me. Um, and yet he sheds so much of it and all of it on the cross for us. Uh, he yeah. doesn't hold anything back. Yeah. Um, and it's just this, this beautiful and humbling realization of just how much God loves me by, by doing all that for me. Yeah. I love the, um, what you're saying. Cause you know, a lot of the, a lot of like, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas and some of the fathers, when they would talk about, you know, why was the crucifixion? Why did that work? You know, mm-hmm. what, 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 what about that? You yeah. know, <clears throat> and, and a lot of them just say it wasn't about how much he suffered or, or the amount of blood. Yeah. It was how much he loved. Yes. But the very fact that like you're saying, it could have been just one drop of his mm-hmm. blood. Right. If you think about like all the sins, like think about yeah. the worst people that you could possibly think about. I mean, and, 
and it would have been thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, millions of people just and it would have been enough. One drop was enough. But it, it just shows us that we have a God who just He gives and He gives and He gives in abundance. Yeah. And I think that this devotion points to that. And I think that the amount that He suffered and allowed Himself to pour out, um, probably because of our unbelieving hearts. Yeah. Uh, to show us just how much he loved us to win us over to yeah. himself, that he would pour out all of his blood, you know, um, uh, uh, in the scourging, in the in the crowning, in, you know, being nailed to the cross and being uh, run through with his spear and um, that he would give it all for us in that way. It just shows the abundance mm-hmm. of the Lord. It's beautiful. It's something I've been, I've been reflecting on a little bit and, um, you know, we've gone... Uh, we were just helping out on, on a retreat and, um, you know, you're just encountering just some some really painful things that people have gone through. Mm. Um, and your heart just breaks for for everything that they've gone through. And then you hear just a couple people share these stories and, and your heart just breaks. And, and, and it's a lot to hear things that people have suffered through and perhaps it's even you who are listening to just think of everything that you have suffered through. Yeah. Um, and then you just begin to multiply that of like all the people in the world who have just experienced horrible things and all of the horrible things that we have done and perpetrated against one another from concentration camps to human trafficking to genocides to, um, to then just your regular old sins of like just just alcohol, drug abuse, adultery, um, all you know, all of it, and just tracing that back for thousands of years, um, and just the the mass and the weight of human sin and human brokenness, and then just to step back and say, one drop of Jesus's blood would have washed all that away, mm. um, and then you begin to just realize, like, I, I don't think we spend enough. I think we spend a lot more time focusing on the human situation. And not enough time reflecting on just how big and powerful and loving and merciful God is. Yeah. Um, and and I think like that is just such a, an important perspective to have. Even when we just look at our own stuff and our own sins and we can get so stuck and fixated on just how bad we are doing <laughs> at being mm. a Christian and how little progress we have made. Um, and the sins that we still struggle with. And and we can beat ourselves up and, and just shame ourselves and, and all those things. And, and, and God's just like, hey, like I'm way bigger yeah. than you in your stuff, in your sins. Um, and, and just how loving and tender and merciful he is. And, and just to think one drop, one drop, not only would have saved you and saved me, but it would have saved everyone. Um, it really just puts into perspective just how amazing the god man is Mm. amen praise god well we're gonna wrap up here we're probably gonna do a part two let's do it i mean i just feel like we should let's do it there's so much more to say there's a lot more to say Uh, but i want to just close with a scripture um i actually really love this scripture uh but it's from uh first peter chapter one starting in verse 17 it says and if you invoke as father him who judges each one impartially according to his deeds Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your fathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, 
but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. And so if you're wondering what you're worth, Jesus says you're worth Mm. my precious blood, right? So we thank you, Jesus, for uh, your precious blood. And I think it's time for me to ask you a question. Well, I want you to know that you're also asking yourself this question. I know, but sometimes I try to see if you guys will forget that. (laughs) Not today, my friend. (laughs) There's only two of us. Okay, well, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Maybe I could distract you with songs. You could. You could. Easily distracted over here. I got a question. All right. Speaking of songs. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) What song would you like to enter the pearly gates to? Wow. I mean, just like angel song, just like angels, just uh, just singing whatever song is in their hearts. I don't just like an angel freestyle. Yeah, just an angel freestyle. So you just get up there and be like, kick it. Yeah. And then just go. Yeah. And, and St. Peter's I like just got a little turntable and the angels are just like just grooving. <laughs> um, nice. Or maybe just like Our Lady singing me like a lullaby. Oh, yeah. That's probably that's probably what I would take. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I'm thinking of this scene at the end of Les Mis where Valjean oh. is passing and, and, and the, the Fontaine comes back and, and singing to him. You know, mm. like if if I'm passing and Our Lady comes and like starts singing to me, they're like, I can rest. And like, you know, I'd be like, that, that's, that's probably all I need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm amazing. ready to die right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That probably would just... Yeah. It'd be enough. Just sing me up into heaven. Yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah. I like that answer. Thank you. What's your answer? That was my answer. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that or the Chariots of Fire theme song. No way. Well, if I die before you and I make it up, I'll be waiting for you and I'll I'll, I'll sing it for you, okay. as you as you enter in. Awesome. But you got to start running. I will. Great. I will run. Like Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a great runner. He's a great runner? He is. Well, Father, well, would you mind closing us out with a prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we ask right now that you place a drop in your most precious blood um, and, and to all those who are listening, Lord, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, to bring them healing and protection this day, Lord. Just wash over them. I wash over their homes. Wash over their place of work wash over their, their modes of transportation and your most precious blood to keep them safe all the days of their life. May the blessing of Almighty God come upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.